This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Dive into the mind of Brett Boone as we turn to the baseball legend to find out what's happening in his life and around Major League Baseball. This is Turning Two with Booney. Here's your host, Rich Herrera. Another great story. Um, how about this? You sent me the text last night. Herman, perfect game. Perfect game. I think there's the only... Athletics. I think it hasn't been done since uh, Felix Hernandez in Seattle, I think, uh, I believe 2012. And it just shows you how rare those are. You know, you hit for, you hear about guys hitting for the cycle. Uh, L.A. De La Cruz, the, the rookie sensation for the Reds, hit for the cycle. Those are very rare. I, I never hit for the cycle. I was close a couple times. But close in the cycle is, is far from <laughs> completing the cycle. You know, that's like hitting three home runs and then hitting four. There's a big difference between the three home run club and the four home run club. So um, no hitters, special enough in themselves, but perfect game. Everything's got to go right. There's a reason that there's a lapse in time between perfect games. I just thought Herman's been struggling recently for that for that Yankee ball club. And and to be perfect last night. Yes, so be it. It was against the Oakland A's, but you're on a big league field facing a big league team. I uh, threw 99 pitches. Uh, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome moment. Have you ever seen one? Never a perfect game. I've never been involved. I was I was a part of a no hitter uh, with Chris Bosio back when I was a rookie uh, in Seattle. Uh, Bosio pitched a no hitter, and I I was I was in the lineup that night, and uh, so I've seen that. Uh, but a perfect game, no. I've seen a perfect game. I saw Dallas Braden throw one against the Tampa Bay Rays when he was in Oakland on Mother's Day. Right. And Dallas was Dallas was in the booth calling the game. Yeah. Which is pretty special. Um, Take me inside the drama or the tension or maybe lack of of what goes on as you get to that fifth inning. Uh, Everything, everything you hear about, everything you read about. It's kind of true. You know, it depends who the it all depends on personalities, depends who's on the mound, uh, the team chemistry, the team dynamic, the personalities on the team. Yes. But as a golden rule. Uh, something going like that, something no hitter in the fifth. 
you kind of don't mess with history. You don't mess okay. with the cliches of, hey, you don't talk to the start. You don't mention it. Um, not that we think it's that big of a deal. And and uh, Chris Bazio, the guy I was a part of his no-hitter, he's not a superstitious guy. He doesn't care if you talk about a no-hitter in the middle of a no-hitter. But just to stay on, this, uh, on the safe side. You don't want to be that guy. We don't want to be that guy, and none of us ever were. So, yes, we follow those rules. We don't talk about it. Uh, we go about our business, and, and it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll still talk to our starting pitcher if he's a guy that has that personality that talks during a game. I played with guys that on their day, when they're pitching, you know the rules. We don't say they're in their own world. They do their thing. They warm up. They prepare. And it's just kind of it. And when they come out of the game, you have your conversation with them. Then I played with guys that are very out there and aren't like that. They come to the ballpark and they're having conversations. They talk to you during the game. It all depends who you're working with because it is that pitcher's day. He's the most important person on that team. And you respect uh, his wishes and how he goes about his business because the bottom line is getting the win that day. And if this is the way he goes about it and he prepares himself, then we honor that. But, uh, yeah, perfect game, um, no hitter. Yeah, we follow those rules and kind of just don't say, hey, you know, you haven't when given, do you up, realize, given up any hits. When do you realize that it's possible? Usually somebody points it out to you. Look fifth at the inning, sixth inning? Yeah, fifth inning. Say, whoa. And now you're you're going on, uh-oh. And now everybody kind of starts to figure it out. Do you guys, do, do you lock down a little bit more, focus a little more? Because um, you can't mess, I, I you like can't to mess think, it up. I like to think, oh, now I'm really not going to make an error. <laughs> Which means that, you would probably make an error because you're thinking about right. it. Right, but it, it's nothing you ever think about anyway. Like, I'm never going to make an error. That's Don't my hit thought. the ball to me. Please don't hit the ball to me. No, no, you don't think about that at all. It's just you, you're maybe a little more hypersensitive. Like, okay, if it comes upon me that I've got to make an out-of-body bo- out spectacular ESPN da-da-da, da-da-da play, all right. right. If this, if there's any time to make it, it's this game. So let's be hyper aware of that. I'm going to have to go above and beyond and maybe make a, a a play that that you normally wouldn't make or or normally attempt. So uh, yeah, th- those are the little things that creep into your mind. There's uh, every no hitter I've ever seen, every perfect game I've ever seen. There's always one out of body experience play. That's just in a no no and and just a regular game. I always think it's interesting when they get to that point and you just watch everybody um, bear down to get those last six outs. Have right. you ever been no hit? No. Have you ever been, been close? close? Been close a few times. Okay. I, so I what's the bro- tension I think like I broke on that up side? A few. Let's get a hit, damn it. I mean, that's the kind of way it is. Hey, usually in, in those games, it depends on the score of the game. The bottom line is players really don't care about no hitters. They don't care about uh, – they don't care about a lot of things. Our our job every day is to win the game at all costs, and everything else is secondary. So we don't care about no hitters. If it's one nothing and we're getting no hit, who cares? It's I don't care if we get a hit. I care that we score a run and tie it up and try to win the game. Now, if it's a no hitter and it's nine to one or or it's nine to nothing, okay. Now getting late, let's get a hit. Find a way to get a hit. Cause we're not going to get out of here. No hit. We're probably not going to win the game today, but now it'd be those secondary things like not getting a hit become important. Okay. Something else you don't see very often. Someone hitting, getting 3000 hits. I remember when Tony Gwynn, 
uh, was chasing that down. Uh, right. It's kind of a magical thing. So Freddie Freeman just got hit number 2,000. Think he can get to 3,000? Freddie Freeman, uh, my opinion, one of the best hitters in the game today. Uh, love watching him hit. And, and there's not too many guys that I just sit back and go, that man can hit right there. Freddie Freeman's one of those guys. Uh, fundamentally, pretty darn sound uh year in and year out always putting up big numbers perennial all-star candidate uh having another great year and get to 2000 i will never say um to get to 3000 i would never say you're going to get 3000 i don't care how good you are how good your swing is too many things have to go right there's a reason not that too many people have 3000 stay healthy he's 33 years old so let's just put it hypothetically speaking uh five years at 200 gets him to 3,000 hits, He's then he'll be 38 years old. And how many of those years are you really going to get 200 hits? Right. Not too many. So I would say if I'm in Vegas betting and you force me to make a bet, I'm going to say absolutely not because the percentages aren't with him. That being said, if he can stay healthy and he's probably going to have to play another seven years, that'll put him at, that'll put him at 40 years old. Definitely attainable. Definitely has the skill set. Definitely has the swing to do it. Um, but I would never say the odds are in your favor to get three thousand hits, no matter how good you are. See, now you're making me think about last time I was playing craps, and I'm the shooter, and some guy comes and puts money down to uh, for me not to pass, not to get my number. I always hate those guys. The bet oh, the against don't, me. the don't pass list. Yeah, I hate those nah. guys. Well, I'm not going to bet either way. But you're, I, I'm, I'm saying hypothetical. I'm forced right. gu- gun to my head. I've got to make a bet. I got to bet against it because history says, percentages says it, it. It doesn't happen. Um. All right, we're getting towards the All Star break. We're going to do a show next week uh, with Tyler Kepner. Yes. We'll go through our our midseason uh, midseason update. Tyler Kepner from the New York Times, best selling author. Uh, so I'll have two authors on. I'll have Brett Boone and Tyler Kepner. I heard that from the right. Jack Carr podcast. Um, fake author, but nevertheless, author. No, it's, uh, listen, we're, I bet you somebody's going to walk up and hand you a copy of your book and ask you to sign it when we're in Seattle. We'll see. They sell it in the they sell it in the team store. Yeah, I haven't seen that book in a while. It, it's actually a pretty cool book. Actually, I don't have a copy, so I might buy book. one and ask you to sign it. You got it. Um, I, might, I might sign it for a fee. For a fee? Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big thing we're going to talk about. So I'll just get your little sneak preview. Who's a bigger bust? Who's a bigger disappointment first half of the season? Mets or Padres? Uh, equal. Um, the big Stephen Cohen coming to New York, buying that team, uh, going over the tops uh, salary-wise. It was kind of, I'm going to show you that I'm going to buy a championship. And the game is showing you that that always isn't the, the case. I that went out never and, works. Every owner does that, Brett. Justin Verlander and Matt Scherzer, both first ballot Hall of Famers, both 
un, have unbelievable careers. To expect at their age to be able to keep up that pace this late in the game, I, I think Verlander's 40 years old, uh, although he's coming off a of Cy Young. That's a high bar and high expectations. Um, Senga's done a nice job in New York, but it just hasn't, it just hasn't clicked for them. So the Mets, and I don't think they're, I don't think it's going to click and I don't think they're going to make a run and make some noise. That's, that's a tough division they're in, uh, in the East over there. So I don't think they're going to be a factor this year. I think the Braves got that, that division locked down. Barring the Marlins are playing well. Marlins are playing great. I don't think that's in the cards for the Mets this year. San Diego. San Diego's puzzling to me because because they've got the number one. Uh, they pitch number one in the National League and they hit last. I look at that roster start to, at the beginning of the season when we're Tyler Kepter, we were breaking down the teams. I look at the San Diego Padres on paper with the roster and, and the star power they have in that lineup. Uh, that's the best lineup in baseball potential on what the piece of paper says. That being said, piece of paper isn't always right. They're last. That makes no sense. That that Bogarts, Soto, Machado, Tatis, Cruz. There's no way that that is, you know, middle of the pack. Yeah, they're off to a slow start. To be dead last makes no sense. Impossible. Also, for that Padre pitching staff, I think they need one more pitcher. But going into the season, they were solid. It makes no sense to me that they're number one in the National League in pitching either. I think they're good, but I didn't think they were number one good. So to have the number one pitching in the 14th rank, 14th or 15th rank offense doesn't usually, when you pitch that well, you're usually in the hunt. Right now, they're they're eight games out or nine games out of the wild card, and right. they're more out in the division. The so Giants are doing better than them. The Giants could pitch. But the Padres can pitch. That's why it makes no sense. But Usually you don't pitch. If you pitch that good, I don't care how desperate or, or bad your offense is doing. Right. You're in the hunt when you pitch that well. Not in the Padres' case. It's a, it's an exception, not the rule. Let's put it that way this year when it comes to the Padres. Uh, yeah, I, I think this city, uh, this Padre, you know, San Diego, the city's been a buzz in, in the last couple years with this roster they've put together. I'm hearing a lot of behind the scenes stuff's going on. I'm not privy to it. I don't know exactly what the drama is in that clubhouse, but I'm hearing from more than one source that it's really getting bad in the Padre clubhouse. No idea. I, I don't even want to speculate what it is, but uh, I, I've been on some teams where that chemistry is disrupted, where there's some problems in the clubhouse amongst players, uh, of, amongst management, uh, coaching staff, managers. I have no idea what it is, but I'm hearing that from more than one source that uh, there's definitely some tension behind closed doors. And, and that could be one of the reasons that they're not living up to expectations. To me, it's the, the Padres because they're all in their prime. You said the Mets are a little older. Right. This is prime time for Tatis and Machado and Soto and all the rest of this team. They're poised. The only old man you have on that team really is Hugh Darvish. Hugh Darvish, Snell's pitching like a champ. His last three outings, I don't think he's given up a run. He's been, you know, we've been waiting for that guy, that Snell from Tampa Bay to, to emerge and be Snell from Tampa Bay. And he's been very up and down in his Padre career thus far, his last three outings. I, the Snell has always puzzled me because I watch him, and when he's got his good stuff on any given night, he's Randy Johnson to me. 
I look right. at him and say, there's no way that stuff should ever struggle. There's no way that stuff that Snell possesses should ever be in the mid fives ERA wise. Uh, but nevertheless, it has been. It's been an up and down battle for him since he's been a Padre. He's starting to put it together right now. His three last outings, he looks like Cy Young. And, uh, you know, for them to have a chance, those Padres, they're really going to have to get on. They're going to have to take this break, this all-star break, rec- <laughs> boost those batteries, do some soul searching, and come out fire and have a, a, a mega second half if they want to get to the postseason because they, they, they've dug themselves a pretty good hole. 